It's time to pull those belts tight, race fans. The Front Stretch is coming at you. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Now, here's Dan Taylor and Dirk Houston. Welcome to the Front Stretch Race Fans, presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs, online at joeskarting.com. Fast-paced white-knuckle racing just across the river on 23rd Avenue. Get over to Joe's Karting today. Do yourself right with a little indoor kart racing. Uh, let's kick things off with some news to talk about. Uh, we're also, uh, Dirk and I were just talking before the show, there's going to be no Thursday show this week. We're getting a little bit low on all the interviews that we did at the World of Wheels Car Show. Well, not really low, but we're getting to the end of them. So now we're going to figure out uh, what we're going to do, how we're going to format the show for the rest of the uh, summer. But um, no show this coming Thursday. And then we'll have Emma Roslin on uh, <coughs> next Tuesday. And then the following Tuesday will be Bryce Walker. So those are the last two interviews other than the one that we're going to be doing today, uh, this afternoon, which is going to, or uh, later this uh, in the turn number two, which is going to be Corey Beckstrom. So if that's not confusing enough for you, Let's get into the news. <laughs> we got an update from Stan Caesar that I wanted to talk about. Um, I actually swung by Stan's uh, uh, office today uh, at Action Science and um, talked to him just a little bit. He still doesn't have any results back from his CAT scans, the tests he did last week. He is uh, feeling a little bit better. He's just, if you've talked to him in the last couple of months, you can just tell he's not his normal peppy Stan or the energetic stand, the one that, you know, worked his butt off for action signs, went to racetracks and, and helped the race community. He's just kind of, he's just worn out and uh, they're trying to figure out exactly what's wrong with him. So of course, we're going to send our thoughts and prayers out to stand and, and hopefully he uh, is able to get back, uh, back to full health and, and uh, back out at the racetrack soon. Yeah. Hopefully it's just something that's actually quite simple and, and can be worked with in low T. Yeah. I mean, that's what a lot of the symptoms are. And if you watch the TV commercials with the big hurt, his wife will be happy too. So. <laughs> oh man. That's always uh, what he says. She'll like it too. Congratulations to uh, two great people in the race community that have been working and trying very hard and, and for a long time to have a child and uh, Tori and Hunter Weirgen welcomed. I believe I'm saying this right. Hewlin. Uh, he was born on Saturday, well, early Saturday morning at, at about 3.45 a.m., 8 pounds, 13 ounces, 20 inches long. He was doing great. They had to uh, admit him to the NICU on Sunday, I believe, Sunday afternoon. But as of Monday, he was released, and I believe he was headed home. So everything going great with those two. And congratulations. Those are really two great people that I always love running, to, running into at the racetrack, and I'm so happy they got to – Finally experienced the love of having a child. Well, I'm just uh, glad, you know, that you didn't come up with a weight of like three pounds or something mm. on a baby that was born at 30 weeks or something like that. So, I mean, at eight pounds, almost nine pounds, I'm I'm kind of guessing that one was a full term and maybe a little extra. Yeah, I think they were expecting it. I, I didn't see her post anything about them inducing or being early or anything like that. But uh, so I think that was uh, the time frame they were right around the time frame they were expecting the child to be born. So that's a good sizing. Yep. I did see that uh, 
Oh, the uh, high roller sprint cars are running over at uh, West Burlington at 34 Raceway here this week. Mm. And one of our frequent guests, uh, little Miss Sassy, is going to be uh, racing with them. Oh, McKenna Hassey? Awesome. Yeah, I saw she was in the entry list of 46 cars. Good deal. Good deal. Good for her. Hope she has a little luck with them and. Here we go. 46 sprint cars set for 34 Raceway in Iowa. They're set to race on Tuesday. 23,023 to win. Um, Dusty Zomer, Ryan Timms, Carl, uh, Carson McCarl. I'm uh, just thumbing through some of the names here, trying to pick out some of them. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., I think we've heard of him. Um, Rico Abreu, uh, Kyle Larson, of course. Austin McCarl. Brad Sweet. Chris Martin. Yeah, Brad Sweet. Uh, this, I tell you what, they, they've got to get a, they're doing it right. I mean, man alive, they're getting some big names to come a part of this series. And I honestly, it, it, getting 46 cars on a Wednesday night, that's phenomenal. That's absolutely well, phenomenal. 23 grand to win. That's a lot more than some of the world outlaw shows pay. I may be a little bit outdated on this and um, I'll, I'll let the quick time guys uh, know this more than I do. Cause they follow 410 racing in Knoxville a lot more than I do, but, uh, or we do, but um, I, the last time I knew, I think it was 10,000 to win on a week day, a weekend. And I think it was five or 7,000 to win on a weekday. So huge difference paying 23,000 to win. Uh, for the high limit series on a Wednesday after, Wednesday evening. I said that's that's a good bank. So wanted to talk I a little know. bit about. Did you see some of the kind of the conversation about the Dirt Crown TV's first broadcast on? Uh, I think that was Friday at Beatrice, right? Um. Yes, I didn't see any of the conversation about it. I did see some of Ryan Kump's comments afterwards. Yeah, it's uh, James and I talked about it Saturday in the booth at Eagle, and Ryan and I talked about it quite a bit. And yeah, it is a little bit discouraging that people were just so—I don't know if I want to say rude, but you know, the undertaking of launching a streaming service is tremendous. I mean, I've I've been receiving Snapchats from Ryan Kump for the last three weeks at all hours of the morning as he's getting this ready to go, and you know, I've been troubleshooting with him and and trying to help him out with some technical side of it and making sure everything's up and running. And there was no practice. There's no time for them to test this out and practice it. And they launched it and, you know, it didn't go great, but uh, I don't know, a little understanding that this was the first time I think would have gone a long way. Well, um, a little understanding. Yes. But I look at the other side of it and maybe they just should have not had the Beatrice race open and just run the race and done their thing and see what they had, see what product they had. You mean instead of charging for it? <clears throat> well, instead of instead of letting anybody stream it. Yeah. They should have run the show, gone ahead and done their thing, and then turn around and say, look, we got to fix this, 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 and this. Yeah. I, I, but, I think you know, that you... You can get some criticism if you go out with a blank slate and, you know, you kind of step on yourself. But Yeah. So I, I see both ends of it. But I would think in the local community, <clears throat> maybe you'd get a little more understanding. But I, I, th I think that you really got to you, – you do have to go full bore at it. Uh, and maybe they could have offered a discount for the Beatrice race. But then again, they, they, 
you know, you don't really go into something expecting to have issues. You, you hope you've got everything buttoned up and everything is going to go good. But, you know, maybe something because you, you, you've got to run at full steam and you've got to run the bandwidth. And it was a uh, it was a great test for them because it was so cold out that I think they probably had some pretty good streaming numbers. And, you know, in confidence, he was talking to me about some what some of the drivers got for payouts because of the using the driver code. And I mean, I can tell you just based off a couple of the drivers that they told me the numbers they got that I'm not at liberty to be able to to, to divulge. But it sounded like they had a big streaming night and, you know, I, I assume that, uh, that Scott and Robin and, and Ryan, you know, if, if there was major issues and somebody complained, there was probably some compensation, but you know, my understanding is Sunday night at Deschler went much, much better. And everyone was pretty happy with the broadcast and hopefully they made a little more money again. Well, yeah. I, I mean, obviously they should get a little better for the first several broadcasts. Yeah. You know, you can't, you're, I don't care who you are and what you're doing. You're not coming out of the, out of the, out of the gate. Perfect. Yeah. Happen. This is life. Yeah. And and also it, I, I'm, I'm definitely not talking bad about this, but the toughest thing about a streaming broadcast in the dirt world is that you're not streaming races from Knoxville. Well, even Knoxville, Iowa. I mean, you're not streaming races from Omaha, Nebraska. You're streaming races from Beatrice, uh, McCool, uh, Columbus, the, the internet there is good, but to be able to supply people with the stream, uh, and a lot of times there's not high quality wired internet. So you have to go off of cell phone signal. Uh, that could be a real struggle. Oh, I'm sure it can, but this, that's not the subscribers issue. No, unfortunately. I mean, it, we deal with this Saturday night at Eagle. With we had some people, unfortunately, some people messaged me about some issues they had with Advantage Racing TV, and I because I don't check my phone during the races, I I didn't see the messages, and there's not anything I could do about it. I mean, they they were having issues with this with the audio, and I, I got I was I got home, I checked my phone, and I thought, well, unfortunately, there's nothing I could do about it. Uh, yeah. But who knows what the issue was? They, you know. But I, I I haven't got the chance to see the Beatrice broadcast or the uh, Deschler broadcast, the Thayer County Speedway for the stock cars. Uh, I'm going to try to go back tonight and Tuesday night and rewatch those races and kind of compare the two. But uh, I definitely want to pay for it because I'm going to use one of the codes from some of my drivers, some of my friends. I it's not a lot, but I want them to get my five bucks. You're sponsoring some cars, so, yeah. you know, give them a few other sponsor dollars. There you, know. you go. Just keep throwing money at them. Five bucks at a time. <laughs> Hope it's not windy so it doesn't blow away. Yeah. I think that's going to do it for the local headlines. We're going to get back to the local racing uh, once we finish talking about Talladega Super Speedway, the Geico 500, the results from that. Uh, thoughts on the race? It, it seemed like it was kind of a typical Super Speedway race. Pretty calm for most of the race. And then, you know, it kind of hit the fan for the last couple of laps. Well, that's just it. Yeah. The big one ended the race. You know, was on the white flag of the uh, overtime. So, yeah. no, it uh, was what speedway racing's got to be. Kind of two two lines of cars running around side by side, and a few cars getting passed into the back, and you know, and then you get a weird finish, and you got the guys that are all twenty fifth or lower in points all finishing in the top fifteen. It you know, it's just one of them deals. Yeah, we talk about it every time with the fantasy league. It's a crapshoot. 
you know, but this one, you know, I, I still haven't got into the whole article and didn't get it all read about everybody complaining about the finish and how much rearranging they did. So I haven't read all that part yet, but well, the, the first one I'm seeing, uh, what was the text message you sent me yesterday of, you know, it's a crazy race when BJ McLeod and who else? JJ Yaley. They had Yaley originally finished like ninth and BJ McLeod was 10th. Yeah. They moved Yaley back to 11th and McLeod back to 18th. So, you know, and that's there's people coming out there right away. Well, Blaney was in second place. He's the one that crashed Bubba. He should win. Well, by the time Bubba actually got crashed, Kyle Bush was in first place and Blaney was in third or fourth. I don't remember where he actually ended up, but. Like I said, guys got going every which way. The crash that was before that, that started, that sent him into green-white checker with Ryan Priest and Kyle Larson, when they when Priest T-Bone Larson and just destroyed yeah. the side of the car. I mean, there'll be a lot of pictures out about that. And, uh, you know, like Kyle said, you know, like, my car's destroyed. I'm just happy I'm alive, walking yeah. away. Yeah, by <clears> the <throat> way, uh, Larson's car did go back to the R&D Center for NASCAR. Yes, it did. They yes, took the did. five, the two of Austin Sindrick, and the 45 of Tyler Reddick. <laughs> I'm pretty sure once they saw that car, they're like, uh, we're taking that car. We need to figure out what's going on, what happened there. You got a T-bone that, you know, there's not much that's designed in that car. To, I'm I'm betting Priest was going 160, 170 miles an hour when he T-boned. And it, I, I, saw, I saw several replays of that, and that Priest hitting Larson was hard enough that it, popped priest's visor open yeah and those uh, I, I haven't messed with helmets and visors in decades but the one i used to have it had a solid clip that it would hold the visor down pretty firm that takes a lot to get those things to open up yeah i mean you open them with your thumb it's not like they're that you know it's not like they're screwed together or anything okay but it was still it was a very hard hit yeah it was i mean just <clears throat> watching the, the the onboard camera looking out the front of Priest's car, <laughs> that was an incredibly hard hit. You know, and I even saw some guy that was on, I don't remember what page it was, but he said, yeah, these cars are junk. That almost killed Larson. Obviously, the guy's never been to a local dirt track race and seen a crash that did kill somebody, and it wasn't a quarter of the hit that that yeah. thing was. So, yeah. you know, just some idiot spouting off about nothing that he has, you know, you know that he knows nothing about. Right. He's a Kyle Larson fan and, and NASCAR is now trash because he almost got hurt. Kyle Busch ends up getting the win. Like we talked about, Ryan Blaney scored second, Chris Busher third, Chris, uh, Chase Briscoe fourth, and Brad Keselowski top five. Eric Jones, William Byron, Christopher Bell, Daniel Suarez, and Todd Gilliland round out your top 10. Uh, I ended up taking Chase Briscoe, who despite issues on pit road, ended up having a pretty good day finishing fourth. And got 33 points on the day. I assume you took uh, Martin Trex Jr.? Yep. Okay. It's it's always easy to, to figure that out because that, that's the first person you talk about. <laughs> well, not always. I'm still in 11th place. I was in 11th going in, 11th going out. I don't think I got 10 points out of the day. Yeah, that's pretty good. I, I was 35 points out of first place, and now I'm 65 out of first place. But I'm still in 11th. Well, I'm 64th, 180 points out of first place. So I'm three full races out of first place. But I mean, Truex had a, had a top five car. He was running, I think, about seventh when the accident happened, just because I don't know who was telling him what to do. I don't know. You know, they say the spotters are controlling a lot of which line those guys are in. 
but there were several times he could have made up a little ground changing lanes and he just stuck right in his lane and just drove there. Yeah. You know, I know they, I, I did hear some audio. I didn't get to watch the full race, but I tried to watch the recap on YouTube and they were talking at the beginning of the race about how the Toyota cars were very focused on working together. Do you think that was some of it that he was staying in line to, to help his other te- Toyota teammates? Uh, to a, a certain extent, yes. But when I look at the fact that they had the least experienced driver of all the Toyota drivers in the front of the, the group, they should have had, you know, somebody pull out and pass him. Yeah. You know, Ty Gibbs should not be the lead Toyota guy. But of course, Joe Gibbs not going to tell that to his grandkid. Get my grandkid out of there. Well, and it's a little bit tricky too. You you never know what's going to happen if he pulls out. He could, he could cause the big one. I mean, it might be best just to leave him where he was. No, I'm not telling him to pull out. I'm just telling him to pass him. Mm. All he's got to do is lift. You know, ninety percent throttle for a lap or two. They were showing the guys running sixty and seventy percent throttle behind the leaders, the the second row of cars all the time. Yeah. You know, because they were there in the draft. But I just thought that was, you know, why are you going to take your youngest guy and put him on point? That just, to me, it didn't make any sense. Yeah. You know, and then Bubba got up there and he went in the lower lane and then he got into the higher lane and then he tried to block a couple times. And the accident was his fault. He tried to block three different times. Mm -hmm. But if anybody else would have done, you know, it just happened to be Bubba doing if it was Kyle Busch, he would have been doing the same thing. If it was Joey Logano, if it was whoever, if it was Martin Truax, the last lap of the race and somebody's trying to pass you, you're going to block. Right. That's just the nature of the sport. So that's the Geico 500 at Talladega. We move on this weekend to the Worth 400 at Dover Motor Speedway. The race is set for 1 o'clock Central Time on Sunday. Coverage is on MRN, Sirius XM, and Fox Sports 1. Uh, sorry, my allergies are bothering me and I'm dealing with quite a bit of congestion. Uh, qualifying. What's that? You ain't the only one. I know. You've been on mute about, I've been on mute about half the time. <laughs> uh, qualifying is set for Saturday on Fox sports two at nine 30 in the morning with, uh, practice, sorry, practice and qualifying set to kick off at nine 30 on Saturday morning. And then again, the race is Sunday at 1 o'clock. Get your picks on on time for the Rick Haverridge Pick'em's Contest. Uh, again, that's at Dover International Speedway. Wait, no, Dover Raceway. They changed it. Dover Motor Speedway. They changed it again. I'll get it right one of these days. Dover results for the last four years. Chase Elliott won this race May 2nd of last year. Alex Bowman won this race May 16th of 2021. Kevin Harvick won this race on August 23rd of 2020. And Denny Hamlin won this race uh, the day before on Saturday, August 22nd of 2020. That was when uh, they did the Dover doubleheader, make it up for some other races that got dropped off the schedule due to COVID. Yeah, this, uh, the big three teams, um, Stuart Haas and Hendrick and uh, Gibbs have all done good there. So uh, it's where Martin Truex got his first win, but that was actually when he was driving the one car for DE High, uh, like in 2007 or eight, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Jimmy Johnson had a bunch of wins there. 
I mean, all those teams have, have got somebody that or several drivers that have won races there. So um, it'll be, it'll be another good race. I like the track. Haven't been there to me. That's a bucket list track. If somebody's trying to go to a lot of NASCAR races, that's Bristol on steroids. <laughs> Uh, coming, circling back around to the NASCAR 75 greatest drivers of all time. We've had a couple of drivers announced to the list since we last talked. Uh, I believe we talked about Sterling Marlin and Ryan Newman. No, we didn't talk about Newman. We talked about Sterling Marlin, but we hadn't mentioned Ryan Newman. Ryan Newman, 18 cup series wins to his credit, including the 2008 Daytona 500, the 2013 Brickyard 400. Uh, didn't win a championship, but known as one of the, uh, he was just, he was known as the rocket man. He was great at qualifying and incredibly difficult to pass. Yeah. No neck Newman. <laughs> Denny Hamlin was the next one still looking for his first career cup series championship. Although he's got 48 cup series wins to his credit, including uh, uh, three Daytona 500s and a Southern 500, as well as, three coca-cola 600s yeah he's he's won a lot of races he deserves to be up there um one that i they talked about yesterday during the broadcast was uh jeff burt and uh oh i did remember uh, i did remember seeing that but nascar's page on this does not have him listed really yeah because they were talking about uh, mike helton called him and he had made some comment to the other guys. He said, yeah, when Mike Hilton called, I thought I was in trouble for something. Tony Stewart, <laughs> every time he's called me, I've been in trouble. You know? Huh. That's so. weird. So I've got Chase Elliott and Carl Edwards as the next two drivers that have been announced. Obviously, Chase Elliott, uh, championship to his career. Uh, pretty prolific driver, as well as being um, the uh, most popular driver for the last, uh, what, probably, well, ever since... Uh, Dale Earnhardt retired. It's gone to Chase. Dale Earnhardt Jr., yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, Jr., yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we talked about Carl Edwards. I think you'd mentioned that you you expect Carl probably be announced to this. Got very, very close to winning championships a couple of times. 28 uh, Cup Series championships to his credit as well. Wins. What's that? Uh, oh, 28 okay. wins, not championships. Right. Yep, 28 wins to his credit. Uh, as well as his signature backflip when he wins the car, does a backflip off the uh... off the roof. Yep, oh, well, uh, no, he just does it off the window ledge. Yeah, it's the I was trying to think of the the what you would call the ledge there, but the 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 door panel, the door window there, um, where the window net is. So, uh, Carl Edwards, Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, and Ryan Newman added to the list since we last talked. But Carl Edwards also had a uh, Bush Series championship. Yeah, yeah. And, and if, he, if he'd uh, stayed in the truck series, he very well would have had a truck series championship in the next year or two. But he left the truck series mid-year in 2004, I believe, is when he took over for Jeff Burton in the 99 car for Roush. Because he took over with like 11 races to go that year, which messed up him being able to run for rookie of the year in 2005. So. Otherwise, he'd have probably had the rookie of the year in 2005. All right. I think that does it for us in turn number one. You got anything else? No. No, I worked all day, so I wasn't able to sit down and, and read a bunch of stuff. I just got home from work. 
probably 20 minutes before we got started. So uh, this coming Saturday at Eagle Raceway, uh, I realize it's a little uh, self-serving that I talk about Eagle quite a bit, but they've got a special event coming up after the races. They're doing a rollover contest. Nate Thompson has been in charge of building this rollover ramp. This will be interesting. T- uh, drivers have three attempts at scoring points in rollover, which is going to include number of rolls, dramatic rolls. If the car, for some reason, cannot start, they can request a push from a push truck to get pushed onto the ramp that will then send them over and continue to flip. So that's coming up this Saturday at Eagle. (laughs) How much safety gear do they have to put in this car? A lot, I would assume. They, you know, this is pretty risky to do this, but. You know, they're, they're going to hopefully take every precaution they possibly can to make sure that everything's okay. Oh, I know stupid people that would do this without a helmet. Give me a break. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, I, will probably want to have a beer in their hand while they're doing All right. I think that's going to do it for us in turn number one. Uh, once again, get your picks in on time for Sunday's race at Dover for the Rick Havenridge Pickups Contest. Find out what Rick could do for you today. Rick Havenridge Advice. Got to uh, say a big thank you. Got a brand new sponsor on board. Really excited about this. If any of you guys know me on any kind of a personal level, you know, for the last two years, I've been in love with high noons and uh, we got them to come on board as a sponsor of the show. And they're sponsoring all of the uh, post-race interviews we do throughout the race season. So uh, big thanks to those guys for coming on board. If you haven't had high noons yet, uh, go out to your local high V, go out to your local Walmart. They're, vastly available in multiple different flavors. I think there's seven different, seven different flavors that are available. Um, and there's even tequila that is trickling out into the market. So high noon is typically a vodka based seltzer, but they've added uh, kind of trying out the new area. They're, they're adding a tequila based seltzer, which I've had a couple of them and I, I think they're pretty good, but still my favorite is the, uh, the vodka based peach flavor and then the pineapple flavor. If your local racetrack or your local bar doesn't have them, have the bar reach out to Johnson Brothers Distributing in Nebraska. And um, I don't know who distributes it in Iowa, but I know that obviously Nebraska, uh, it's Johnson Brothers, and, and they'll get them hooked up to you. Absolutely phenomenal. Great little sippers. They're perfect on a hot summer day, just enjoying a nice high noon sun sip. So big thanks to those guys for coming on board and sponsoring all of the uh, post-race videos that we do between Anthony and myself. And we do have uh, this Saturday, the 29th, we've got the Ralston High School Auto Show from 1 to 3 on uh, the main parking lot there at Ralston High on the east side of the building. So uh, what was the admission? I think it was $5 for that or something like that. And Ooh, I'll have to check that. I'll have to double they check food that. Trucks coming. they got a couple food trucks coming out. Hopefully they're going to get a good turnout of cars, but they're trying to raise a little money for the uh, auto tech students to go do competitions and stuff. So. Ah, here's the flyer. Uh, yeah, $5 admission starts at 10 a.m. Uh, just goes for three hours, but uh, should be a good time and, and definitely something you guys want to get out to and enjoy and um, uh, support. So great cause, great uh, great situation going on. That's going to be happening on Saturday. It's 10, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m.? Yeah. Okay. At least that's what the flyer says when they post it on their page. Yeah, I, I was just – I knew it was – the three was in there somehow. It was three hours, not one to three. So, yeah. okay. All righty. I knew I had that three hours there somewhere. I'm actually going out uh, tomorrow afternoon. I got to be at Ralston High at 315 to speak with the students. Oh, cool. 
Cool so. deal. And are you still uh, you're doing the announcing for uh, Ottawa on Friday and Saturday? Uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, weather permitting. All right. My voice permitting. <laughs> well, don't drink ice cold water. That shocks the vocal cords, and you tend to lose your voice that way. Corey Beckstrom, just around the corner, driver number 32 late model. We had a great conversation with Corey about his uh, kind of his career, how he got started and where he's going with it over the next couple of uh, years and and what he hopes to do. So we sat down with him at the World of Wheels Car Show. We're going to play that one coming up in turn number two. Dirk and I'll be right back on the front stretch. Hey, look at that. You're sitting on your couch playing Halo, Madden or NASCAR while your friends are at Joe's Karting. Each lap is an adrenaline-filled, heart-pumping, white-knuckle experience that you can only get at the Metro's largest indoor karting track. Eco-friendly Honda engines rip you around their professionally designed road course at breakneck speeds. Can you reach the 14-second lap bracket? There's only one way to find out. Put the controller down and get to Joe's Karting, 23rd Avenue in Council Bluffs next to Quaker Steak and Lube. Hey guys, Dan Taylor with Tailored Computers and Repair. I've been talking about a hard drive upgrade on the PubCast for quite a long time, and here's a little more detail behind it. Older laptops, older computers, maybe four or five years old, the hard drives that came with them just simply were not built for Windows 10. A new hard drive from Tailored Computers and Repair will breathe brand new life into your laptop and computer. Not only will it make it faster, but it will make your laptop battery last longer and it will run cooler, which will also help the battery last a lot longer. Not only does your computer or laptop get even faster, but all of your files, settings, pictures, everything is exactly where you left it. Within about a day, maybe two days, you're gonna get your same computer back but it's going to run faster, cooler, and the battery's going to last longer on laptops. Give me a call today, 402-659-5641. Find out what a hard drive upgrade can do for your computer and get some valuable time back. We're hooked up in turn two and still showing the green flag on the front stretch. Welcome back to the front stretch, rolling into turn number two, presented by Quaker Steak and Lube, the official watering hole of the front stretch. Get over to Quaker Steak and Lube today. Enjoy all the great sights, sounds, and smells. Uh, talk about all the great smells. You walk in there right away, you know you're going to be in for some great food. Uh, best wings in the metro. And uh, if you're on the hotter side, I would always suggest the Arizona Ranch Wings, uh, Arizona Ranch Sauce. Uh, if you're not on the hotter side, uh, I have recently, thanks to uh, James Rowland, uh, been introduced to the Garlic Parmesan Sauce. That is phenomenal. No heat whatsoever. Nice and uh, it's got a little bit of saltiness to it with the Parmesan. But uh, absolutely delicious. Get over to Quaker Steak and Lumen. Enjoy yourself uh, some wings. All you can eat wings on Tuesday nights. It finally made its way back. Yeah, they don't even have their best sauce anymore. That uh, pineapple teriyaki was... Was that your favorite? That was the shit. I kept seeing that they're uh, they're starting to do their uh, their monthly sauces again. Obviously, with uh, I think everybody's experienced a big uh, shut down of everything fun that happened right around uh, this time of the year. What two years ago? Three years ago now. Um, twenty twenty. A lot of really fun things went away, but uh, I think they're going to start bringing back that sauce of the month, and they always do some kind of off the wall traditional or throwback wings. Uh, keep an eye on the Quaker Steak and Lube Facebook page for uh, the latest updates on all the different sauces. Of course, dates and times to come for uh, this summer's classic car cruising, which, you know, fingers crossed, should be going by now on uh, Thursday nights. But you started talking about that thing changing. If you remember right, it was 
three years ago on the Saturday of the World of Wheels. That's right. We were here. We were here on Saturday until six o'clock. That night they shut us. And they, at seven o'clock they shut her down. Yeah, the mayor had a uh, press conference and said we're shutting Omaha down. Uh, I don't remember if it was the mayor or the governor said we were shutting the state down. That might have been it. That might have been I it. I think it was Rick that shut the yeah. state down. Because he got he got some heat from the Lincoln and Omaha mayor because oh, yeah. neither of them wanted to shut it down. But he did anyways. But anyways, that's that's all stuff in the past now. We're going to talk a little bit more racing. And uh, joining us on the show now, I believe, is this the first time you've been on the show, Corey? The second time. Second time. Yep. You came on before. Yeah. Well, that goes to show you my memory. Yeah, you never ask him. I do. But oh. you never ask him. I know. I'm terrible about that. <laughs> uh <laughs> <laughs> well, one of these days i got to get you on the interviews for the Victory Lane. So One of these days. We're going to have to have you come race at Eagle a little more often. Otherwise, you're going to be stuck with this guy over here. <laughs> Where's he going to be? <laughs> Wherever it's the MLR everywhere. is. everywhere. Huh? <laughs> He's like the, uh, the, the Johnny Cash song. Anthony's been everywhere, man. He goes <laughs> everywhere, man. That's your new theme song, by the way. Uh, I'll say my work calls me the Wanderer. <laughs> <laughs> That's an old good song, too. Uh, all right, let's talk a little bit about uh, your 2022 season. Kind of thoughts on it, overview, um, uh, what you would have liked to have done different? Won a lot of races. That's what he liked you know, to do different. I, <laughs> yeah, no, I really can't complain about how 22 went down for us. Yeah. Um, we had 28 night, ran 28 nights, kept the car in one piece the whole season, um, improved in probably every category we could as the team, you know, as huh. far as setting up the car, as far as driving, finishes. Um, we started the se- We ended the season with the same body, the same suspension that we started with you know and that that wow. it drove it on the trailer every night that so. helps the budget yeah absolutely that's uh that's that's tough to do now in late model class it's it's a little bit easier to do there's there's not a lot of squirrels out there there's not a lot of mud uh, turtles yeah if four tire or eight tires are better than four well actually i take that back i think of a couple of nights at i-80 that eight tires definitely came in uh came into use rather than four i so. think there were times where 12 tires came <laughs> <into use. laughs> Yeah, it was a couple of times, but but it's it's an easier class to keep it clean, but still an accomplishment because I've seen some obviously seen quite a few torn up late models. Yeah, I got pretty lucky. Uh, my first year, I was probably the squirrel, you know, <laughs> but um, no major damage to me or anybody else around me last year, and um, it was just a great season. You know, we had a good time. Well, you had the knowledge to to want to start in the back and learn. I mean, you've been around the sport a while. It's not like yeah. you were you were a rookie driver, but not a rookie to the sport. Right, right. You know, so. Um, that was something I remembered when guys would come up and ask me when I was doing tech work. You know, hey, this is my first night. What should I do? Go over to that lady and tell you want to start in the back. Yeah. You know, and that's, mean, and that's the best advice I would give anybody who wants to start out. You know, yeah. their first year. You know, yeah, and and you don't have to do it all year, but at least two or three weeks. You know, you're not going to win a points title. You're not going to be in the top ten probably no. in your first year of racing. So don't worry about your points. Go out there, give everybody a little bit of room. Don't tear anybody up. Don't make enemies your first few weeks. Yeah. You know, and uh, if you feel something, you know, go talk to another driver. You know, go talk to the guy winning. Right. They're going to give you good information. They're not going to give you, they might not tell you exactly what shock they run or how it's valved, but they know you're going to be on the track with them and they don't want you hitting them. Yeah. So they will give you good information. Yeah, I was lucky enough to get a lot of support from my fellow competitors. You know, some of them give me some good shock advice, you know, or just good setup advice. And, you know, it's, the community we have of racers around here, they want to see you succeed. They want to see you come out and have fun, and they want to compete. You know, they don't they don't want somebody that they can just run over, you know, or that's going to be a detriment to them as well, you yeah. know. So. You had your dad to lean on, too. So. Yeah, yeah. I got to race with him a little bit more this year. We, we raced every night at, at Harlan, and I actually beat him a couple times. There you you know, the first year, you know, he pretty much ran circles around me, you know, and like everybody, you know. But Did you, know, you still see him on the holidays? 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> after the after the first year, we had to take a break because of the tiny lund. I spun out and took me and him out, you know. And oh. the commentators that night made the joke, you know, that it might be an awkward Thanksgiving, you know. And <laughs> that might have actually been me that year. Probably was. <laughs> <laughs> so I might have started that. I apologize. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have brought that up. Uh, but uh, it, it, was there a certain driver other than your dad that you kind of like to tuck in and follow and, and learn from that? Maybe they they had the same chassis or maybe the same driving style? Um, I would have to say Jacob Brown. He's got not quite the same chassis. He's got a newer rocket, but mm-hmm. um, Bobby Ward has helped me out a lot, you know, getting started. And, Bobby's a smart guy. And I, I kind of take his advice and listen to him, and he's helped me get faster. And, um, you know, there's a handful of other drivers, you know, that have pitched in with, with some technical information and, and just helped me out along the way. I'm going to leave them out because I don't want everybody to know where I'm getting my secrets now. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's a certain point where, where that, that information starts to get drawn back a little bit because now you're starting to beat those guys. And so is the information... Well, it ain't, it ain't that. I don't want, them, I don't want <laughs> the guys helping me out to get 100 more phone calls and oh, be right. like, you know, what's right. going on here? You know? <laughs> but yeah, it feels good to be able to compete with the guys who are running circles around me, you know, my first year. Um, I don't know if they all like it so much, you know, but I sure like being able to compete with them a little bit better. Well, as long as you're not running into them, and it doesn't sound like you did much of that. You said you drove the car in the trailer every night. So. Yep, yep. It was a good year. Uh, the uh, uh, Wright late model class in this area, thanks to I-80, has absolutely exploded in the last four years. Uh, I should say thanks to the Kaziski family. Yep. Uh, do you worry what, what the future of that class is? With with the, with I eighty closing its doors, you know I don't think so. I've got three tracks within driving distance that I can run on Saturday night. So if we have to run away from clouds, we can go to Norfolk. We can go to McCool. We can go to Harlan. Um, Friday nights there's Albion and, and Denison. And um, right now I'm not too concerned about it. You know, it's, there's still a lot of drivers here. You know, a lot of support in this area. So mm-hmm. it's kind of sad to see I eighty go. You know, because it's so close to home and it's such right. a great track. But and that's where I got my first win in a B feature. But <laughs> you know, it starts somewhere. Hey, it counts. <laughs> hey, it was on my birthday. It was the last night of the season, and and it was I eighty. So you know, if, if this deal was easy, me and Dan would be doing it. Yeah, but we're sitting over here. We're talking because about because it. it ain't easy and yeah. it ain't cheap. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot cheaper sure. to be on our end of it. Yeah, and you know, I'm gonna do it as long as I can. You know, but I can't imagine being away from this sport even if I'm not racing. You know, yeah. moving forward. You know, so. Yeah. Uh, talking with Corey Beckstrom, driving under the 32 uh, Bragging Right late model. Uh, plans on moving up into the Supers? Um, not, at, not at the moment. You know, I, I can't say I wouldn't run with them with my crate motor, mm-hmm. you know, if, if the opportunity arose and there wasn't nowhere else to run. Um, I don't think I'd be in the way, you know. They, they know how to get around me, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe if Dad decides to retire and he's got that, that big open motor, you know, that he ain't got nothing to do with, you know, maybe I'll try and talk him out of it. But he's still running and, you know, I'm just going to hold my breath a little bit for that. <laughs> Any comments coming from the son of boy, Dad? It's getting to be a little, uh, little late in the in the uh, in the in the sunset for you. Maybe it's time to retire, and you know, just maybe make those little subtle comments every once in a while, so we start thinking maybe retirement's around the corner. No, nope, no. Nope. You know, <laughs> if I could run with him for another five years, man, I'll run with him yeah. for five more years. You know, yeah. he didn't say, Dan. He didn't say that my dad's in the twilight of his career. He never <laughs> said that. That's what. But that's what I'm saying. Like you need to start making those comments. Your dad starts thinking that way now. See, he's always starting fights. Yeah, yeah. Always. yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not biting on that one. Huh? <laughs> uh, but I mean, what great memories you you and your dad are making with. With being out on the racetrack and and uh, and and just 
yeah, doing this stuff. Like it's it's such a great family sport that uh, if you could truly make it through a season, you guys are probably better off afterwards. Oh, for sure. This has probably been the best bonding experience, you know, of our lives together. You know, yeah. as, uh, racing with him. You know, as I ain't caught. He's my dad, you know, so I'm not going to say he's a peer, you know, but mm-hmm. we're running side by side, you know, and and I think I'm making him proud, you know, by not <laughs> destroying my car or anybody else's and, and, yeah. and just getting better, you know. And right. Aren't you glad he wasn't a fisherman? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, he, and he wasn't much. There was no time for that. <laughs> I don't know. At the end of the year, looking at the uh, race operation, Bill, he's probably thinking fishing would have been a lot better. <laughs> uh, yeah. oh, I've, got, I've got a couple dozen poles, so when, I, when I'm ready to set it down. I got Tracy Weber's got pole. Oh, wait, different pole. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> that was last weekend. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you start right, hanging so them fishing lures up in the tree. That's where it gets expensive, too. <laughs> uh, and those boats ain't cheap. Oh. I hear they're not cheap at all. Oh. So... You'd be interested in going up into the late models, uh, up into the super late models, and maybe touring with the super late model series if the stars aligned and, and you picked up a couple of big-name sponsors. Yeah, I'd say in another year or two, you know, I'd, really, I'd be confident, you know, yeah. that we'd be ready for something like that. But I got a day job that's going to keep me close to home, so I, I probably wouldn't tour anywhere too far, but I'd definitely run with them, you know, if they, you know, it's the tracks I run at. Well, the SLMR doesn't go that far, and if you got all, you got enough sponsors. If they'd all just put an extra zero on that check, yeah, yeah, you could takes. go run a late model. I also got a, an employer who's like, "Now I need you here at eight o'clock in the morning," <laughs> and pretty much, I, I worked every day I raced last year, and yeah. I worked every morning after the races. So yeah. it's like, it, it's a pretty tiring schedule for an old guy like me, you know. Eight, but eight, 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 what, probably six thirty in the morning comes around pretty quickly when uh, checkered flag waves at eleven, cars loaded up at twelve thirty. You're two and a half hours down the road. Yep. Then yep. you got to wind down and, and actually fall asleep. So, yeah, it, it's, it always thinks, ah, it's going be easy. Yep. We're, we're, you know. And my crew chief, she, she works seven days a week, <laughs> so she's got the same busy schedule as I do. And yeah. I think we're we, we doing about as much as we can handle right now. What does she do? Uh, she is a scientist at uh, a major pharmaceutical company. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, she's, she's a smart one in the family. So Pfizer going to be on the side of the car coming up soon. No, Pfizer, not Pfizer. No, okay. Better than that. I was going to say, <laughs> nope. I know there's one out on, uh, is it way out on center? Yeah. Okay. Yep. I did some work out there a couple of times back when I did home improvement stuff 20 years ago. Yeah, she's been there a long time, and uh, she's kind of, a big, <clears throat> kind of a big deal over there. So yeah. I nice. know when I was out there, you just had to watch around for them little sheep pellets that were all over the place. Uh, yeah, I don't know back about then. that. I don't know if they still got <laughs> sheep out there, but that's what they used to do a lot of their testing with. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, she did she did get in the race car for the first time in her life last year and really? ran a powder puff. Yeah. Oh, wait, where was that at? At Albion. Yeah. Yeah, before that night, she never even sat in the car. Well, she sat in it, but she never tried to put it in gear or anything. Yeah. I, I gave her a 10-minute tutorial, and come race time, she jumped in that thing and took off, and she did better than I did my first time. So second race car coming soon? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I pretty much, and I'm going to have to twist her arm to get her to do it again yeah. this year. Uh, let's say years down the line, your dad's retired. Maybe he's no longer a part of the operation. Would you do anything other than late model? You know what? I, I, I would love to race a modified, yeah. you know, and if, if I go broke one day, I might be in a go-kart. You never know, but I just want to race. I hear know? a really good way to go broke is to get a modified. I hear a really I good ra- way to go broke <laughs> is just own a race car. <laughs> yeah, I, I think a street stock, they look like a lot of fun to drive. Modifiers yeah. look like a lot of fun, you know. I jumped in a late model because it was a family thing, and, and I, I did want to stay away from some serious 
expenses, you know, and, and they do a little bit better keeping it on, you know, straight lines. So. Yep. All right. Uh, plans for 2023? Uh, well, we've got a schedule out, and we've got like 43 nights that we could run. We're not going to run them all, but we're going to we're going to run as many as we can. You know, um, if it works out, and we just ain't tired, and we can go every night, we'll go every night. But um, I think we're going to shoot for Harlan on a regular basis. Um, McCool and Norfolk for chasing rain. Um, we're probably going to try and hit Denison and possibly Albion on some Friday nights. Starting the season off um, at Harlan on the 31st, and then I think we're going to jump over to Eagle on the 1st for the topless. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I, I, went, I practiced there one time last year in the spring, you know, but I, I'm interested to see what we can do on that little track. That, uh, that track gets, is, is a small track to start off with, but when you put 20 late models on that track, it gets real small. Yeah. Like, I, I, leader takes the, the green flag, and 20th is coming out of two. Yeah, I'm a little nervous about <laughs> taking a brand-new car, you know, with a brand-new body and wrap out there at the beginning of the season. But Well, I'll give you one tip on that. As always, pass to the inside on two and four. Okay. I'll, I'll Don't let them run you into the wall because they will. I'll remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Just ask Steve Kaczynski about that sometime. But meeting the turn four wall at Eagle going for the win. Oh, yeah. You know, Bob oh. Hill just pinched him up. That almost was a very big fight in the infield at Eagle at a bush race. So That was a long time ago. I've 92 been, or 3. Yeah, I watched Bob Hill at Webster with, with my dad a <clears> lot. <throat> I don't know if I've ever seen Steve Kaziski mad. Oh, Steve was mad. Well, Big Larry, who used to do the, the front stretch at both I-80 and at uh, Sunset for years, <laughs> had... Uh, uh, been enjoying the grandstands that evening, ah. and he come down, and he was a big dude, and he was ready to almost turn some cars <laughs> over. I think. <laughs> All right, so planning on doing the topless. Unfortunately, this this uh, this episode's going to air after that topless race, so uh, we won't get a chance to talk to. But I'll talk to you in Victory Lane that night, so we'll do that interview. But uh, what do you got going on later on down the year? Any big races you really want to hit? Any. Tiny Lund. Yeah, I'll be at the Tiny Lund. Possibly the, that Barb Nunn and Camp um, special out in uh, McCool. McCool. It depends on the weather, you know. Yeah. It depends on how things go. I really like McCool, but I li- really like racing with my dad too, you know. So I'm kind of a, it's kind of a pull, you know, both right. ways. So right. we'll just well, kind of play it by ear. Those will probably be on different weekends. I'm pretty sure they they weren't uh, the last year that McCool was open. They weren't. Oh, okay. But. That weekend is when I, I, I crashed Dad out on the Friday, and I, was, I just sheepishly went to McCool the next night rather than <laughs> back, to, back to Harlan. Uh, Anthony, when's the Barb Noonan Camp uh, race this year? The Barb Noonan Camp Memorial? At McCool. Yeah, is it the same time as, as the Tiny Lund? Okay. They moved this year? All right. Yeah, that'd be good if, if they're on opposite weekends, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I always hate it when they, they, you know, whether they do it on purpose or, or they just miss it or whatever, it, when it kind of makes drivers pick, it it, it kind of hurts everybody. Yeah. But I, I, most of the drivers around this area, or most of the tracks do a really good job of communicating with, what do you guys got going on? What's your schedule looking like? How do we not interfere with it? And how can you guys not interfere with us? So Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get to that ever-important sponsor list. Thank those great sponsors that helped yes, you get up and down uh, the road. Uh, we weren't going to get away without talking about that, and yeah. I, I, I got it on my piece of paper right here. Yep, yep. Um, Just a rookie. We, 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 picked, <laughs> we picked up uh, a few new sponsors this year, um, but I'll, I'll, I'll mention the ones that, that have been with me ever since the beginning. Mention you know. them all. We got Pixel Fire Marketing out of Omaha. They're back on again this year. They were our first sponsor to start out with our rookie season, and I, I think they'll be on the car for a while. Um, Good. We also got Webster Well Services. They've been on there for a couple of years. They're out of Morse Bluffs. They do uh, well remediation and stuff like that. And 
really they're great people, you know. And if you're not great people, you're not on my car for one, you know. So they have to pass. It's the, a two-way street. They have to pass the test with yeah. us, you know. Um, the Rack of Wine and Spears out of Elkhorn. It's a new small business. Um, friends of ours. Dawkins real well. Yep. No, do you? Yeah. Yep. So we're really happy to have them on board. You know, no, we're, no we're for thirty plus years. He used to be. We used to live Caddy Corner across the street from you. Oh, really? Okay. Well, we're, I think we're going to have the car out there at third, <coughs> third place here, sometime in the early spring. Um, I also got Charlie White Sawmill back on this year. Okay. He's out of uh, um, Nebraska City, Nebraska. Um, sawmill, obviously, but he's a, he's a great craftsman. You know, he does custom furniture, picnic tables, benches, shelves, whatever. You know, and he. I've gotten a couple. I'm actually got something on order right now from him right now. He does really yeah. great work. Um, the modern image. If you guys have followed my Facebook page, you see some awesome pictures and videos. Yeah. Um, they do photography and video editing. They do commercials for for various businesses between Grand Island and Omaha. Um, happy to have them back. Um, new this year is Bay of Headers. Um, I needed a set of stainless Bay of Headers, and I talked to them, and they were gracious enough to come on board and help us out with uh, their great product. Um, we also got MLR Fabricating out of uh, North Vernon, Illinois. Um, I came home one day and uh, Tammy had bought me a new pit lift by surprise. She had it all oh, set wow. up in the garage. So um, dad decided he wanted one after that. So I got a hold of M- MLR and they decided that they'd like to jump on board with this and help us out with another Gave you a nice discount. Yeah, nice one. Um, ACT bolts and fasteners out of Plant City, Florida. Um, great body kits, great uh, chassis kits. Um, they're helping us out with some uh, supplies this year. Um, if you see my Facebook page, I got a new steering wheel, um, custom steering wheel by Superior Steering Wheels in Wapolo, Iowa. Now I'm one of the cool kids. You know, it's ain't gonna, it might not make me go faster, but it's, it's going to well, be I, nice. I told you it's got to be 18 or 20 horsepower. Yeah. And two more. <laughs> um, I got um, just recently um, Avid Realty, Theron Allman or Avid Realty. Oh, yeah. He's going to get a spot on the car. Um, he actually invited me and uh, Eagle Raceway invited me to bring my car out there in a couple of weeks to use it as a demonstration for the safety crews for Shelby County Speedway, yeah. Beatrice, and Eagle. So I'll, I'll be having the car out there for that. And I want them to know how to get me out if they need to, you know. And <laughs> So I'm, yeah. ha- I'm happy, happy to help out the safety crews. And lastly is Western Ag, Ag Transportation out of Fremont, Nebraska. They're kind of a new uh, to the Nebraska area um, trucking company, um, but they do a lot uh, for community involvement. They sponsor um, kids' sports teams, and they actually wanted to get involved in some racing too. So... I'm happy to have them on board, and they're really good people there, too. So I think that's my whole list. I, if I forgot anybody, it's because I didn't wear my glasses. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at that steering wheel on your Facebook, and, uh, yeah, that's pretty badass looking. Where would you have that done at? Uh, Superior, Superior Steering Wheel is out of Wapolo, Iowa. Okay. It's, they, they got the dish angle I want, the, the grip I want, the, the diameter I want. They can custom build anything and, um, and make it look good. So Yeah, I just think it looks pretty. Yep. That's, that's yep. where I go. Uh, anybody else you'd like to thank? Uh, most of all, I have to thank my wife, who is like <laughs> to put up with a 30, 30 night schedule, and she's yeah. my only pit crew, and she's just been the, the amazing support throughout this whole journey, you know. And um, she has actually offered up even more services this year, you know. So she got a little whiteboard up on the living room wall with a to do list, and her list, I think, is longer than mine. And, oh, wow. And she made the list, so. Is she getting fully into this? I mean, I, I know you guys have been married for a couple of years now. Oh, well, she better be, you know. Yeah. I, mean. <laughs> I, I meant the racing deal, not the marriage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I know she'd appreciate it if I could find another pit crew, you know, yeah. or, or some pit yeah. help, you know, to give her a little bit of, little bit of a stress relief. But um, so far, so good. All right. That's good we, to hear. We, we haven't thought about racing yet. So. Don't forget mom and dad. 
Oh, and, and dad and, and <laughs> yeah. mom, you know, I, my family's really behind me on this. Um, my dad, what can I say, has been the, the best thing for us, you know, and yeah. uh, just I'm glad to be able to race with him. And Fantastic, man. Corey Beckstrom, find him on Beckstrom Racing on Facebook. Uh, they got a big old picture of the uh, of Corey's number 32 as their uh, background, and then a picture looks like of your front note, the front of the car. Uh, for the profile picture. I'm sure there's quite a bit of Beckstrom racing out there, so yep. just track down the right one. And um, Yeah, thanks a lot for joining us, man. Appreciate yeah. the time. Yeah, thanks for having and me. And if thanks you do reach out. out to him, he does respond to his messenger fairly yeah. quickly. I do. <laughs> that has been a bit of a prickly issue with you lately of pages not responding, right? Uh, I'm apartment hunting right now, and I can't get anybody that wants to even talk to me about their apartments. It's crazy. We got 12 units available. Well, why don't you want to let me have one? <laughs> <laughs> I will pay you to let me have one. <clears throat> all right, that's going to do it for us today. Big thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks to Quaker Steak and Luby Council Bluffs for all of their uh, continued support of the front stretch. Thanks to Rick Havenridge of Wealth Partners for presenting the Pickums Contest. Find out what Rick can do for you today, rickhavenridgeadvice.com. And then, of course, uh, thanks to Taylor Computers and Repair, new computers, rebuilt computers, laptops, and so much more. Taylor Computers and Repair at gmail.com. Or you can give me a call today, 402-659-5641. For Dirk Houston, I'm Dan Taylor. This has been the Front Stretch presented by Joe's Carding. Great times, great food. Get to quick or stay in blue. Quaker Steak and Lube in Council Bluffs continues to offer the best wings, burgers, and steaks seven days a week, along with great daily specials. Mondays are Kids Night, where kids eat for just 99 cents with the purchase of an adult entree. Tuesdays is All You Can Eat Wings Night for just $17. Enjoy a half rack of baby back ribs for just $13.50 on Wednesdays, and you choose on Thursdays for just $12. You can pick between 15 fried shrimp, a pickup cheeseburger, 15 breaded wings, or six boneless wings. Check out Quaker Steak and Lube in Council Bluffs on Facebook for all their daily specials. Get too quick to steak and lube. Every race car driver has run into the same problem. It's well past normal parts store closing hours, but you need that one to finish your car. The guys who brought you White Knuckle Racing by the River bring you Joe's Karting Racing Parts and Tire Store. Open until 10 p.m. Monday to Thursday and open until 11 p.m. on Friday and Saturday. A parts store that fits your after-hours schedule and you can turn a few laps at Joe's Karting while you're waiting for your part to get pulled from their warehouse. Joe'sKarting.com for more information.